What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Triple Thrift Podcast. I'm here with my two best friends, Drew, Profit Monsters, and Josh, Harry Tornado. What's going on, guys? I appreciate you listening on in. I want to say, like Josh always says, that welcome back to another video, but we're back to another podcast. Um, I'm super excited. I just got done fishing. I had a very eventful weekend. Um, let's talk about what, you know, usually what we do in the week and, um, let's, let's dig deep into a very good conversation today. I'm super excited. So Drew, what's going on, man? How's it going guys? I hope you are doing well. Thanks to everybody who is listening to this podcast. If you are new, we are three best friend resellers and we all make YouTube videos so you can find us, uh, linked in. The YouTube description if you are listening on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so this week has been extremely crazy for me because I was focusing, uh, for those of you guys who know me and follow me on YouTube, I got a shed recently for my inventory system. And so I've been um, having to get the power, the electricity run from a breaker box on my house to the shed. So I had to dig um, a trench in my backyard and to make a long story short, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I busted I busted two pipes onto my well. I ran over the power cable to my well underground three times. So my electrician had to re-splice wires and rerun cables. And then we fixed one of the well bite busts, but one of them was a copper pipe that bust and it shouldn't have even been there to begin with. So I had to have another plumber come out and like weld basically they're called like shark clamps or something. I don't even know, but he had to do some special type of bonding to the copper pipe to reseal it. And, uh, just overall, like I ended up going from something that should have cost me less than $600 to do everything cost me over like 1500 bucks. So it was uh, a lot of craziness this week. It put me out two days of work from sourcing and listing. And, uh, then on top of that, I had a bunch of crazy returns. I had like over $500 in returns this week. Um, from like mostly large electronic items. I test everything that I sell. And I had like four really big electronic items uh, return request, a DVD combo unit, a Sony CD player, um, this Yamaha Technics speaker system. I don't know, everybody's just saying that they don't work. And uh, so initially I tell people like, hey, if you want re- you want a refund, you gotta send it back because I test everything that I sell. And then, um, a couple of the buyers sent me messages and I was like, okay, listen, just keep it, you know, throw it away and, uh, let me save on the shipping. So I'm trying to decide which ones of those heavy units, cause they do cost a lot of money to ship. You know, is it worth it for me to have them send it back and try to fix it more than likely not. So I've been taking the loss on those this week. Uh, but I had a really good and fun weekend. Um, although sales have been a little off just because of the two days of not listing from getting the power going to my shed. Um, Friday night I was preparing cause I had some friends over to play poker. One of them being Joey, he drove to my house to play poker with us, um, which was a lot of fun. And so I was cleaning my shed, cleaning the house, running errands, doing my shipping. And, uh, then Saturday we woke up early. Joey sp- stayed the night at a hotel with his girlfriend, Destiny, we went uh, to flea market early in the morning, had some really good finds together, and then we went to Disney. So uh, now I'm just editing videos, cleaning my office, 
working on shipping and yeah, man. So it's been a crazy week for me, but I'm excited to be in the podcast. I'm excited to hang out with you guys. And uh, yeah, Josh, how was your week, man? Uh, better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, the returns, man, I, I know selling those big electronics like you and Tim Osborne uh, like to do, there's good money in that, but the returns just scare me. And, but if I if I have something that I've sold like that and I know like 100% sure that it worked, I, even just out of spite, I'm just making people ship it back to me. You know, I, I just, I, I can't let people just keep it for free because I, I don't know. I, I feel like people know that. Like if they're a seasoned eBay buyer, they know, hey, I'm going to buy this VCR for 150 bucks and then claim it doesn't work. And chances are they're just going to let me keep it so I don't have to send it back. And then I can sell it on eBay because it works for 150 bucks. I mean, that's like a the most basic scam, I feel like. But but again, I don't know. It's, that, that it's really me. hard to know because I do ask for pictures and I say, can you send me pictures to see if there was shipping damage or did you notice any shipping damage on the box or the unit? Like I had one one lady uh, or guy, I don't know who it was, sent me um, on the Yamaha Technics stereo system. They said that there's something making noise on the inside of the unit and it won't play. How would you like to proceed? And I'm like, was there any shipping damage? Like, was there noticeable damage or did you mm -hmm. just open it up? And, you know, so I'm still waiting to hear back from the buyer on that one. Um, they haven't put in a return request specifically, but the one with like the Sony Mega CD player was sold for 140 bucks free shipping. It cost me $35 to ship because it was, of course, a sale to California. So mm -hmm. it was the worst possible shipping option for me. And the guy gets the unit and says that everything works except when you press play, it doesn't recognize the CD. So I know that it powers on. I know that it works. But it could have just been like one of the 200 um, CD holders. Like the one that he put it in may not recognize the CD. And he's like, oh, it doesn't work. You know, because I didn't test every one of the 200 CD slots. I put a CD in like one or two of them and make sure the unit grabs it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just I've got so much to do between YouTube, uh, listing, spending time with my family, raising my kids, you know, uh, working on the shed, all this kind of stuff that I just I almost I see it as just a, a you know, a loss that you just take on the business at this point and you can use it as a tax write-off because to have it sent back from California, you know, the buyers, even if you create a label, something's going to go wrong. The buyer's going to put it in a large box. They're not going to bubble wrap it properly. It's going to probably get damaged on its way back to you anyway. And then you're just sitting with a unit that doesn't work and you're never going to get time to test it, take it apart, try to figure out what yeah. happened. So I normally just take the L's on those, which it doesn't happen often. It's just this week. It was like, they all happened at once while I was busting water pipes under my, my backyard. So yeah. I couldn't even deal with it. I, I wasn't mentally prepared to even think about it. So I just said, was there That's shipping rough, damage? Man. No. Okay. Keep the, keep the unit, throw it away. Here's your return. <laughs> yeah. That's what you got to do sometimes. Uh, it just, it's returns usually happen in, in groups like that, unfortunately. Uh, but my week was good. Uh, YouTube's been going well. I've made a, I, I've started doing like more of the daily, daily vlog style content, like showing, just showing people what I'm shipping out, you know, taking a little thrift haul, thrift trips, um, just trying not to do anything too fancy and it's, it's working. Um, even my thumbnails lately, I haven't been putting a ton of time into those. I've just been doing like the, just basically grabbing a screenshot from the video and like 
editing it a little bit, like cropping it to make sure it looks appealing to the eye at least uh, and putting a little filter on it. And um, I mean, the videos are still doing really well. So uh, I don't know. I, I think different videos require different thumbnails. And I think with the, the daily vlog content, um, I think that type of content will be, it's just easier to use like the screen grab type thumbnails with those. Um, but those that the YouTube's been going well, sales been really, really good for me. I've had, um, a lot of viewer sales, I guess, cause my channel's channel's been growing and people want to support the channel, I guess. Um, so I feel spoiled in, in that I'd, I'd say like over the last two to three weeks, probably 50% of my sales have been to viewers, which is a lot like wow. uh, probably more than any other YouTuber reseller has. Um, generally the rule is like 25 to maybe 30%. Um, I think at least 50% of my sales have been to viewers and not just, I've sold a lot of merch, t-shirts, hoodies and stuff, but, um, like shoes. This lady uh, watched my a video where I found this pair of Nike shocks, like the white and pink ones that were like brand new. And, uh, she saw me pay like six fifty for them. And then I listed them for 70 because that's, that's what they're worth the market value. And she bought them like full price, like said, thanks for the video. Love the support. That's just kind of blows my mind that people are, um, I don't know, just so supportive. Uh, somebody, Joey, Joey gets a lot of viewer sales as of late. Talk, let's talk, talk about your merch too, buddy. Cause yeah. you've been, you've been selling a lot of those. So congratulations to that. I Thank I'm you. lucky to get like one viewer sale a month. Um, but I did want to say one thing real quick is, uh, Josh, like as far as the thumbnails and stuff go, I think that with YouTube and we can get deeper into this later too, but when you get to a certain point where you have a big enough following where people are going to watch your content no matter what because they feel like you're providing some type of value to their life and their business mm -hmm. your thumbnail could be the most you know um crazy blank, like, blank you know, screen yeah you know it could <laughs> i should make a video this week where it's just the thumbnail is just a black screen no title <laughs> it could, and it's something like, really small print in the bottom left corner like will you watch this <laughs> like <laughs> ironically that'll probably make people watch even more but um i think that just once you grow to a certain point it's not like you have to put less effort into it but people don't really care so much whereas most people are trying to make thumbnails to pull viewers in to try to get people to watch a video for a specific reason like you know caleb phoenix resellers like taking pictures of big video game halls or you know me or Joey, like taking a picture with something we found at a thrift store. That's like a crazy find, you know, mm -hmm. and now you don't really have to do that. You could just like say, uh, you know, this lady at this thrift store was in my way, you know, or whatever. And you get the same amount of viewers. So it's pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, Joey, let's talk about your viewer sales. Dude, I, I dropped my merch and <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. And it's just so cool to see who, like supports you and like leaves you a really nice message and it, it warms your heart really because that's all I've ever wanted. I, I just want to make people smile, come in to watch my videos and just have a great day. And just that's that's all what it's about. And I'm just so thankful for everyone buying a T-shirt for me. And I actually I have to it's Sunday now and I have to put out the winners for my um my video because I said I'm giving away two t-shirts and then if you watch it all the way through I put at the end I was like put hashtag eBay paid for this in the comments only get an extra entry and it's cool to see who watched all the way through but you know it's it's hard to watch a, a full video sometimes when you have so many create you know content creators that you watch 
but it's yeah. just really cool to see who watched all the way through what they said. You know, I had like 300 comments, like that's a lot for me, you know, growing yeah. up the YouTube channel. So it's just cool to see people enjoy my t-shirt and um, just overall enjoy me as a person and just growing. Um, so I, I've, I've had 20 t-shirt sales, which is amazing. Like I never thought like I would, you know, make any sales because it's, I mean, you're, you're taking money from your own pocket to support, you know, a reseller like me, even though I'm making about $3, kind of like me and Josh are making the same amount of money on that. But um, it's just really unique just to see the numbers. And it's, it's really, I'm just so thankful for everyone's purchase and I can't wait to give away a couple shirts. So um, that's awesome. And um, yeah, I, I, I really do get a lot of viewer sales. I, a lot of my sales sometimes are, are viewers. It's, it's, it's so cool. Like, it's so cool that someone's like, Hey, I want to support you. Like I have one viewer that bought the Tweety bird alarm clock. Shout out to Shannon. Um, mm -hmm. And then another viewer bought two hats. So I was like, that's awesome. I love hats. So like usually hats are around, you know, 10 to $15. So it's a easy buyable price for people to purchase, you know, if they want to support you. Yeah. I like that you said like, easy buyable because I'll like when I go to the Goodwill bins or like buy like cheaper items, I'm in my mind. I'm like, okay, this is a perfect thing for a viewer to buy. Right. I think viewers want to support you. So I want to put those like smaller valued items in my store so they don't have to spend $50 on something to support me. They can buy exactly. like, like those, I picked up those pair of winter gloves at the bins the other day and I listed them for 14 bucks free shipping, like really quality winter gloves. And those sold to a viewer. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. That's exactly what my plan was. But then with those Nike shocks, I'm like, okay, these are a $70 pair of right. shoes. Those are going to sell to somebody else. And I can, mm -hmm. you know, reinforce the fact that I'm actually a reseller and I can sell things, but then those sell to a viewer. So and it's good, but I feel, I almost feel bad, you know? No. And see, like, that's what I've been thinking lately is that, you know, Drew, he has, you know, items that are a hundred to $300, you know, nobody, I mean, I'm not going to say no one's going to do it, but if they need something off Drew's eBay store, I'm sure they'll purchase it. But if they want to support you, I, you know, a lot of people thought that we don't have the money for it, but you know, $10 purchase is definitely way better than spending a hundred dollars, which yeah. is, you know, I'm very thankful for anything, you know, and, and you guys are too, but it's just, it's cool to see that people support you no matter what, even though we're, we're making decent amount of money, which is it's, it blows my mind. Like people just love each other and giving and, and giving is just the, the power. Like I love giving. So I can't wait to give away like three t-shirts to all my viewers. So it, it's just so cool to see it grow. I'm, I'm honestly speechless. I, it gets me super excited because, you know, I shared to, I went fishing today with a bunch of my coworkers and they, now they refer the, ah, <laughs> they reference me as like the YouTuber now, which is, it's pretty cool because that's what I've always wanted. And it just gives yeah. me the chills sometimes because, you know, it's coming true. My dreams are coming true and you guys are here, you know, you and, and Josh and Drew are, you know, here to watch it. And it's just so cool that I can do it with you guys and grow and talk about it every week. You know, it's just cool. I love it. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it, it can happen fast. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know if any other business or, or career field you could literally start from scratch and yeah. in a year, you know, be not only be doing it full time, but be like making significant money. I mean, there's some people say they do stuff full time and they're like squeaking by, you know, they've got another part time job just for benefits and stuff, but like truly be full time. Um, I will say that one, th one thing I think about you is that you're so generous as as is. 
And as as you get more successful on YouTube, I'm worried that you're going to be giving away too too much stuff. Yeah. If that's a problem, because I, I have that thing, like just in December, I think I spent like a thousand dollars on giveaways. Yeah. And Haley was like, oh, that's kind of a lot of money to be giving away. <laughs> but uh, the, I, I mean, I have the problem, too. So it's, it's just, you know, we're such nice people. And Drew is, too. <laughs> so Drew, humble as well. <laughs> it's just I'm just so thankful for someone to even watch a video. I mean, you yeah. really think about all the resellers and all the reseller YouTubers. And it, I'm so thankful that people come to my channel and just continue to watch. And, yeah. you know, I, that's all I want to provide. Even if even if I didn't do reselling or, you know, if I made a whole new channel about just whatever, you know, I feel like people would just enjoy it anyways just because of me. Um, yeah. I just I just want to provide a smile, a smile, because in this world now, is it's just totally different. It, it, it's not what it used to be and what my parents used to tell me or, you know, my even my grandparents. It's just a, it's a whole new world out there. And I want to provide something way more happier or more happier to people rather than, you know, everyone's so negative all the time. And I yeah. want to bring out positivity. And I think us three, we we show a lot of positivity and a lot of people are grasping that. And, and, it, and it's it's great. I could see you doing a channel where uh, you remember at the start of quarantine, how John Krasinski did like the like the positive news show. I have, I, think I, was, I don't even know who that I is. I don't know who that is. Some, some good news. He was like, you know, during COVID first started, everybody was like depressed or whatever. So he was just taking like kind of like a news reporter, but only covering good news. Mm -hmm. And everybody loved it. Like it was doing great. I think he actually sold the show to like NBC or something. Um, but I could see you doing something like that, like a secondary YouTube channel where you just like, I don't know, like one day you just travel the world, like interviewing like some kid in the Amazon who like <laughs> saved his parents from a monsoon or something. You're just like, I love stories like this. Dude, like, Let's go, baby. Those are the and things you that you sponsors and like, we're going to buy you a whole new house. <laughs> <laughs> like the, those are the things that I want to live for. I want to like. You know, one day I was working and it was Amazon. It was called Amazon Sunday. We just deliver packages, you know, at the post office. And there was this homeless guy and he was just in the middle of a big intersection. And he was like, he had a sign. that All, all it said was, I'm hungry. You know, mm -hmm. I just bought a whole Chinese food, like oh, hot right off the oven, wherever they do with the Chinese food. And definitely not. Guy, it, whatever it is. <laughs> but, you know, I saw that guy and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to give it to him, man. Like, you know, even though he, you know, you can, you know, I, I feel like homeless people can really step out of their boundaries and try to make money or, you know, do different things. But I felt at that time, you know, usually what I say, you know, God told me to do it. You know, he, he was standing there. I had the food. I saw a sign. I'm giving it. I don't care. You know, I, I want to make sure you're eating because you don't know what happened or what, what he did or what he, you know, what's going on in his life. And I just want to make him happy. And he definitely smiled. I threw him a water bottle. Like I was like, dude, go enjoy that, you know? And it's yeah. totally different with like giving money or, you know, giving food. Like I feel like food is someone would be very thankful for that, you know? Yeah. It's easier for me to give food or something like that to a homeless person than to just hand out money because there right. are at least in Florida, Orlando, where I live, there are beggars on so many corners. Um, it's not as bad as like California, where you see like rows of people living in tents. But like it, where I live, there's certain spots over by the fast food restaurants, like 
on the streetlight corners where there's people there and they're there every day. And you know they're there every day because you go to Chick-fil-A, you know, or you drive by because it's close to your house and you see the same people, you know, like there's this one lady over by our super Walmart and she brings her kids and they sit, you know, at the corner of the curb like three, four times a week, you know, begging for stuff. And she tries to use her kids to make people feel bad. And it's just hard to know, you know, how do you, how do you, like, are you really like struggling or are you just using your kids to try to make money because you think it's an easy way to make money and you don't want to go get a job? It's yeah. it's really tough to gauge. And I guess like, okay, you could, you could stop and take, you know, get out of your car, talk to the person, find out what their story is, you know? Uh, but in, in today's society, there's just so many people that are out there scamming and buying, you know, asking for money so they can go buy beer and cigarettes, you know, that, you know, I just don't ever give money. I, I normally keep like snacks and stuff in my car for when I'm sourcing or when I'm, you know, out and about. So I do offer snacks and stuff, but it's, it surprises me how many times people turn down snacks, um, when they're begging for money, you know, or they say like, Hey, can you spare 25 cents so I can get a bus ride? And I'm like, well, I don't got 25 cents, but you know, I got some food if you're hungry and they're like, no, nah, I'm good. And then they walk away. I'm like, yeah, okay, like well. You know, ride like, in, like, I don't have 25 cents, but I'll give you a ride wherever you want to go. You want to go to New York? Hop in. <laughs> See, I can't do that. I would never do that. I, I, I don't, don't have, have enough space in my car because I have so much stuff from like thrifting or sourcing. <laughs> I have to like move everything around to make space for that. 200, 200 CD Sony player out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it got broken is me throwing it in the back <laughs> room for somebody to give them a ride. But uh... anyway, enough about enough about that going back to uh, like YouTube, like what you guys were saying about how it's just, you know, being generous and, and giving back and stuff like that. You know, one of the whole reasons I started my YouTube channel was just because I wanted to inspire people. Um, and like, I would hope that people would uh, find my content um, uh, relatable, enjoyable and educational where they can get value out of it. But I really just wanted to inspire people to know that like, hey, listen, if you don't have a job, you can start from literally nothing like me and find some stuff at a garage sale, sell it on eBay and just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's how I am where I am now. And eventually I do want to get to a point where I'm giving away more stuff and, you know, um, uh, not, not giving away. Yes, but like benefiting the reselling community. I mean, like Joey said, there are so many resellers making YouTube videos, you know, from channels that have a hundred subscribers to channels that have over a hundred thousand subscribers that, you know, how do you pick and choose who do you like the most and whose content you want to consume? You know, are you the type of person that just wants to be entertained? Are you the type of person that wants to learn? Are you the type of person that what like just likes seeing garage sale videos, you know, on GoPros because you like to see what people missed, you know, um, and, and I can I can name person after person after person from my channel and and Instagram that have followed me, you know, from the beginning or I've seen move on to other channels and then I've seen them comment, you know, in other YouTubers comment section. I'm like, dang, I wonder why that person, you know, stopped watching my videos and it's, you know, but I don't like lose sleep over it. Um, but I just think that it's amazing that, you know, someone would take time out of their day to watch a video that you put out when there are so many people making videos. How do you find, you know, 
the one that matches your personality the most? How do you find the one that meshes, you know, with what you're trying to do with your reselling business? So, well, you know, with me, like I've, when I always, when I started YouTube, I always said, I really want to, um, give, give a viewer, you know, entitlement. Hey, you know, you jumped into my channel. Hey, what's going on? I appreciate you being here. That's why I love doing lives, you know, not only for, um, you know, because it's, I don't know how to describe it. Like I want to go live because I want to talk to the viewer. I want to, um, what's the right word, Josh? Engage. Engage. There we go. Engage with your viewer and know that, you know, every Monday night at 9 PM, I'm having my live listing or I'm interviewing somebody or, you know, every Monday night at 9 PM, you know, I'm here, you know, and just setting that and set in stone for almost a year now I've been doing it. Um, it's cool to see people that are coming back and it's growing like crazy. Um, it's just so cool. I love talking to the viewers and that's what engages your community, like your channel. And, and it's different for everybody. I, you know, I don't think it's the same for, for you, Drew, or for Josh, but you know, with, with me, I feel like I, I want to speak to every person and I know it's definitely going to get hard eventually. And it is now because I mean, we had, 170 people in the chat last week and you know i hope did i don't it, it, anybody. i thought we yeah. had over 200 we hit over 200 with josh two weeks ago okay. he shared it on his um youtube and a bunch of people jumped in which it was crazy 270 people i couldn't even keep up with the chat and if i miss you guys let me know and just retype in the chat joey you missed my chat but um you know it, last week we had 170 people in there and it, it's cool to see the different numbers and who comes in and who talks and, you know, communicate. I, I want to talk to everybody. It's just so hard because the chat is flowing really fast. But one of my viewers, um, Nate, every day I'm hustling. Um, he told me maybe I could put it in slow chat mode and, um, you know, try to try to slow down the chat so I could talk to everybody. But um, have you ever thought oh, about that, Josh? Like slowing down uh, the chat so you can read everything? No, if you if you try to read everything, you're you're just gonna always be behind. Right. Like, yeah, I got. You. For me, if if I get behind, that I just why Joey never gets any listings done. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's I don't know. It's just it's better in my opinion. It's better if you get too far behind just to skip and go back to like live chat and kind of just restart and say you know if I if I missed your message, just right. type it again. I I gotta. I don't know. It's just something you you get the hang of. I mean, I I did like a premiere the other day with like 1100 people in the chat and yeah. it's even in slow mode it's impossible to read everything mm -hmm. um, so it's just this it comes with numbers man you watch like a, a pewdiepie pewdiepie will do a live video on youtube and straight ignore all super chats he'll get like 500 super chats and won't ignore and won't acknowledge them and it's because he's got six hundred thousand people watching you know even if he just read all super chats over five hundred dollars it would just be reading names yeah for the whole yeah so as as you grow you just kind of have to adapt um unfortunately but it's just it's impossible to to keep up with everything man well if you guys are listening just know i love you all and i want to speak to every individual and if you do you know contact me on instagram I'll, I'll try to reach out to you if you have a question like a real question or something um you know even to all these guys, Drew and Josh, you know, um, but for me, you know, I want to talk to you. I want to make you known. I want you to have value because when, when I jumped into Josh's live, <clears throat> you know, I would always jump in them just to, just to listen. And then one day he dropped the link and I was like, I just want to talk to him. I don't want no, 
I, I just want to just talk like like that's all I wanted. And you can tell yeah. in the video, like all I wanted to do was talk to you, Josh. Like I look up to you, you know, and you look up to any, you know, any any um idol that you have. And it's just really unique that you chose me. And it was just it's just cool how it all turned out. But but yeah, I I think um something that's uh not needs to be said, but something we should all reiterate to any of the people that are listening to this new or uh, long time listener. First of all, we're all thankful for you for listening and we're all thankful for our viewers. But if you have ever thought about starting any type of YouTube channel, podcast, you know, social media, Instagram account for your reselling journey, whether it's to document it or to help other people and you have felt like you are too far gone or you're, um, you know, it's too late because, you know, how could I ever get a subscriber when Josh has 80,000 subscribers or anything like that? You know, I want to encourage you to start now, to start today. You know, I have been doing YouTube for quite a long time and I have not reached goals that I wanted to, but I'm still so happy that I started when I did and Mm -hmm. I'm making, you know, content on a weekly basis at least. I try to put out two to three videos a week, but most of the time, you know, obviously I have kids, you know, um, which takes some time away from my ability to make as many videos as per se Josh or Joey when Joey has a full-time job, but you know, Josh's wife goes to work. So he's got like a really great, you know, opportunity ahead of him and he's taken advantage of it, which is why he's doing so well. Um, but don't ever let someone else's success or, or your fear of not succeeding, stop you from starting. You're only one viral video away. You're only one Instagram post away. You know, if you are going to the bins and you're finding crazy stuff, start sharing it on your Instagram or start making YouTube hauls just sitting on your couch and showing what you found. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to have some, you know, crazy clickbaity experience where people were fighting at a crazy Cas boys and a bin fell over and, you know, <laughs> there were football piled on top of each other, you know, just start doing what you are comfortable with and you will find an audience that enjoys your content. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. If you're listening, start making that content or if you are, or you already started, start putting more out because, um, there's always room for more content creators. Yeah. Like comment and subscribe. (laughs) That was super loud. Um, I think dude, I don't know. I think a lot of people when they're starting YouTube, they spend so much time filming and editing and doing the thumbnail and title that they never go back and actually watch their videos. I've seen a lot of people that I know are putting a ton of time into their videos, but I'm like, if you would have just watched this yourself, like with an open mind, just maybe like a day later, like a lot of people just get, once it's edited and they're done with it, they just upload it immediately. I'm like, just take a day, just rest and then rewatch the video from the beginning for like all the way through. And like, that's what I did in the beginning. Like when I edit, when I finished the video, I would sit down, I'd take a little break and then I would watch the video from start to finish. I'm like, okay, was there ever a point in this video where I got bored? Because if I'm getting bored of of a video about me, then of course, somebody who doesn't know me is going to get bored. So what part did I get bored? Like this five minute stretch of digging through the bins where I don't find anything. Okay, I'm just going to cut that out. And so, and I've made like 300 videos so far. So, I mean, so you get better at it as you go, but just try not to, I guess, try not to waste your viewers time. Like I've seen some videos 
where it's like a Ben's video that it's literally like 18 or 20 minutes long and they found one thing. I'm like, so I watched 18 minutes of your video to see one thing you found at the Ben's that might sell for $15 where you could have just said, Hey, what's up guys going in the Ben's today. And you go in, you film that one part where you find the item and then you like maybe get a little clip of you checking out. And then in the parking lot, you say, well, we didn't really find much. I was in there for about 15, 20 minutes or so just found this one thing, but you know, it's, it's going to sell for 15 bucks. So 15 bucks for 15 minutes worth of work. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And you could do that in 30 seconds. <laughs> Let's you, go. Can, you can take your eight, your original 18, 20 minute video and make it a 30 second clip. So it's just a much more. I, I just try to make my videos as easy to watch as possible. I never want people to click off the video because they get bored. I never want people to. Um, I don't even like it when people watch my video and like fast forward speed. I'm like, I talk fast for a reason. Like, I don't want people to have to, you know, to have to watch my video at 1.5 or 1.75 speed because I'm talking too slow or because they're bored, you know, and granted, some people just have a really short attention span and they can do whatever they want. But I just try to do everything in my power to make my videos as easy to watch as possible. Make sure that every single second in the video is is necessary. Um, That's a great point. I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of fluff, a lot of fat in the video. And I just try to cut out everything that isn't adding something to the viewer's experience, whether it be entertainment or education or a tip or, or whatever. I just try to make my videos as, as valuable as to my viewers time as as possible. And and with with that, I mean, it's like making a TikTok, And that's what I've been I've been wanting to do is make those short clips, put them on Instagram and TikTok to make that you know, people have very short attention span, like to watch a video. So make a mm-hmm. like if you're trying to learn, you know, I, I this is what I'm going to be doing here in the next, you know, couple days or couple weeks um, is to make short clips of like TikTok videos, put them on TikTok, not for um, not for like any clout or anything, but more for the attention span um, aspect. I really think that if you make a short clip like that for people to watch like super quick and wanting to watch more, I feel like that will help me with kind of like YouTube as well um, with an attention span of either eight to 10 minute videos or longer videos. If you know, if it pertains to that, but I think, I think that's going to help me as for my YouTube channel. Um, because I, I really love the TikTok fast, quick, either 15 to 60 second videos, because you can see, a real good glimpse of me really quick and people can enjoy that, you know? So I'm, I'm going to be start, I'm going to start doing that here soon. Well, what, what's crazy too is, and I could, I could be picking on Joey a little bit here. So, you know, here it is, but the video that Joey put out. <laughs> Thanks man. Thanks. The video that Joey put out about getting the, uh, the chair from Harry tornado. Like I've been obviously watching Joey's videos and stuff. And that video is like, pushing 5,000 views. Uh, and if you watch that video, there's like six or seven minutes of the video is him building the chair, like sitting on the ground, but, screw by screw building the chair. And I'm like, all right, well, listen, I'm like, Joey, there's so much of this video of you building the chair, but I, I totally regret saying that to him because after a week or however long it's been since that video has been up, it's like his best performing video. So yeah. I'm like, well, Either people really like Harry Tornado or they like watching Joey build a chair or both because, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what Joey's watch time is on that. Like you can see like your analytics and see if people fast forward or like when they watch, you know, so, like spikes in the, in the minutes. So like right when I started to build the chair is when it declined. But the thing is, like, 
<laughs> it it when I made the chair when I built the chair, it really took me a really long time, but I cut out literally the best points of the video. And you know, I didn't you don't really think about it until the video's out and you watched it again, because I always premiere my videos, so um and you watch it and it's like, dang man, I could have really um did something better or I could have changed something here or but it, it was still a great video for me just to see that I built something, you know, just <laughs> for myself because I usually don't build things. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I loved it. You know, it's my video. And I mean, if people don't want to watch it any, any further, which I want them to, then, you know, <clears throat> then click off. But it's hard to explain. Like, I love that video. Like, I thought it was good for me because yeah. I can see the process and then me building the shoe racks. Um, I don't know. It's. But I, to be honest, to... I started watching that video, but I didn't get to the part where you actually build building the chair. Was it in real time or time lapse? Like I, real time. It was real time, but I when I first it was clipped, though, it was clipped. So it was like a section of him pulling pieces out of the box. And then it was every like piece that I built was a little clip. Every little piece was like, all right, the, the arms, the chair, the base, the wheels. Like I I tried to do every little step, <laughs> but. I don't know. <laughs> it's either, so hard. Either way, regardless, you went from your previous video to getting, let's say, what, like 800 views or something to the next video had f almost 5,000 at this point, which it's still getting views, which is crazy. Um, so you did something right in that video. Uh, I think the beginning was, I mean, I tried to make it as, I mean, I'm building a chair, essentially. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, I tried to make it a cinematic as I possibly could. I mean, it's me, you know, delivering the packages, you know, me opening the door, you know, me being excited. Like those are the things that I enjoy watching myself. So that's why I filmed it like that. Yeah. Um, but I would love to keep, <clears throat> keep that going. Um, I'm, but I don't have the people, I don't have the time. I, I, I work a full-time job. I'm trying to put out stuff on eBay, I'm trying to ship out stuff, list a couple things per week. It's just really hard to keep it going. And I'm trying to motivate myself to, be better at that you know just trying to yeah. find time as i want 25 hours in a day instead of 24. i want 50 yeah. hours in a day well making um like making your videos like shorter and more concise will make them easier to watch and give people less opportunities to skip through the boring parts and they'll be easier to film edit and upload like the other day when i was organizing my garage i'm like i'll just turn on the gopro and do a time lapse and that way people can like get the satisfaction of like cleaning, you know, mm -hmm. people generally, there's a lot of a lot of people that like seeing the process of something being cleaned. Like there's so many videos on like, that have gone viral on TikTok or even on YouTube of people literally just cleaning really dirty things. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a time lapse of that. And then over top of that time lapse, I'll do like people's names, like on the screen, yeah, like shouting out people that bought. So that's two things going on. One, like you've got that I, like my analytics, like very few people skip through that part. Like most people watched all the way through because there was so much going on. You could see the cleaning process and see people's names. Um, when I was watching uh, Caleb's video the other day, Phoenix resale, he had a part where he was just breaking down cardboard boxes, like cleaning his office, but it wasn't time lapse and it was real time, but he was an answering frequently asked questions while he was doing it. I'm like, okay, if he was just breaking down boxes, obviously nobody would watch that. Very few people. And if he was just answering questions, it would maybe make people bored. But like the fact that he did both of them together was just like, 
even me, like I, I watched that entire video for like start to finish. And honestly, can't tell you the last reseller video I watched start to finish. Even you guys, like I'll, mm. I'll watch your videos, but I, I don't make it through the whole way usually. Right. Um, yep. It's nothing against you because it's nobody. Like Caleb's literally the only person I watched the, that that I've watched the video all the way through for the last I don't know six months. Even Graham Stephan, I love Graham Stephan. I don't even watch his videos all the way through. <laughs> yeah, just, it, I, I just get bored after a while. You know, it's it's finding that attention span. <clears throat> um, I, I really want to take a step back and really analyze what I'm doing because I, I, I really love YouTube and I love what's going on with YouTube. I just want to keep attention to the people who are watching, you know, like you can see like right when right when the video got to me building the chair, everyone dropped off, you know, so yeah. I don't know if they were just looking to see what Harry Tornado bought for my eBay business or, you know, that's what I titled it. So. Um, well, see, and that's why I think that people who make videos when they, especially when you use something like a, like, let's just call it a clickbaity thumbnail. You won't believe what Harry tornado bought for me. Or for example, like the flea market hall video that I'm about to put out. Um, I record, I didn't record at the flea market this week. I just sat on my couch and showed everything that I found. So I just decided to, um, I just decided to take the, um, stuff that I found and I would share a haul video because I haven't really done a haul video since I did a bins video, like going to the bins and those at the time I was going to the bins four days a week, I was getting the most views I had ever gotten. I was averaging like one to 1.5, 1,000 to 1.5 K views per video. And I wasn't even really that anywhere near the 5 K subs that I have now, which for me is, is big. So I decided instead of recording, cause I also had GoPro issues, which Joey knows about my GoPro for some reason doesn't want to hold the charge with the battery. So I got to get some issues fixed with that. But I was like, okay, well I didn't have my GoPro, so I didn't get to record at the flea market. So let me just record a haul because I got really good stuff. Um, and if you guys go watch that video, or if you've already watched it by the time you're listening to this, I got like 13 vintage Pendleton, you know, wool button up shirts. I got some really cool Chicago Bulls uh, Funimation uh, chalk line jacket, and that is going to be in my thumbnail. So people are going to click on my video because they're going to see the rare Chicago Bulls jacket in my thumbnail. And I kind of strategically put it in my video where someone isn't going to see it right at the beginning and they're not going to see it right at the end. So like if they want to see it, they have to actually watch the video versus just scrolling through the whole thing to try to find that one spot where I show the jacket. Um, people can still do that, but I think this haul is, was like overall really cool stuff. Like I got some good video game stuff. I got some good Disney stuff. I got the good chalk line jackets. I got the Pendletons. I got some rock band and guitar hero stuff that I shared at the end from Facebook marketplace within the same week. So um, I feel like it's a good enough haul where people will engage with it for a longer video than like per se a three or four minute video because you're actually showing off pieces and how much you can make off of them. And some of them I even put screenshots up and, and some things like that of like price prices and things. So, you know, hopefully that helps retain. But those to me on my channel are the only types of videos that I've seen that get the longer viewer um viewer watch time is like my haul videos uh, versus like a flea market video. I could make GoProing at the flea market for 22 minutes and my average watch time could be, let's say, 
eight minutes, but a haul video average watch time could be like 15 to 16 minutes Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like those are the things that people want to see. They want to know what you picked up and how much you paid for it. It's nice to show things that you found like while you're there, but a lot of the scenes of like people sorting through clothing, going through racks, looking at shelves and like picking up something, putting it back down. It's cool to see for people to see stuff because they like to point out and say, Hey, you missed that Corvette car phone, you know, those sell for like 40, 50 bucks on eBay, but there's a very small amount of people that are actually watching your videos to see what your flea market looks like and then be able to have the knowledge to say, Hey, you missed this specific item. You could have picked it up or whatever. A lot of people just want to know what you picked up and what's a bolo, you know, which is why, you know, for example, Courtney Bolo Buddies, her channel does really well because people want to watch her videos to know what stuff is selling. And, um, I think that those videos are great. And that's why I think, for example, Matt part-time pickers, his videos have been doing a lot better lately because at the end of his videos, he started showing kind of like stuff like he plays music and then he posts a screenshot of him picking up an item and then showing either it already sold or what it potentially will sell for. And he does that with like five to eight items at the end of his videos now saying like vintage underwear paid three ninety nine should get 60 bucks. You know, I think people really like that stuff, knowing, you know, what it can sell for as well. So I think the haul videos, um, if this one does good, I'm going to start bringing those back because I haven't been doing haul videos as much as I used to. Um, But I barely go to the bins anymore because I find so much stuff at the flea market um, that sometimes I can make that those hauls last a whole week. And I Mm -hmm. barely source throughout the week because I'm getting such good stuff at the flea market. So... Yeah, like with me, um, what I want to do with with certain videos is like I want it to be more creative than just sitting in a chair. And and it's there's nothing wrong with with doing that. You know, it's whatever the viewer wants to watch. But like I want to be outside in the woods, like <laughs> showing you a piece of like a vintage, you know, 1997 Joey Bada Bing 22 born, you know, January 2nd on my birthday. Like, like, you know, an antique piece, like, you know, like anything like I just want it to be something like different than everybody else. That's what I want to provide to other people I'll make them laugh or joke or and, and talk about reselling at the same time, you know. Joey, Joey said yesterday when we were at Disney, he wants to do a what sold video at Disney, like going on a ride and recording like on Thunder Mountain. I <laughs> sold this thing for $50. <laughs> like I'll do that. I'm going to next time I'm going to Disney. I swear I'm doing a what sold at Disney because when's the last time you've seen a what sold at Disney or, you know, and just pull your best. I think Martin Ticker did that one time. Really? Yeah. He was like. So yeah, I'm in I'm in a line at this like very princess <laughs> ride at Disneyland. Uh, I picked up this thing at a state sale last week for three dollars and sold it for fifteen hundred. So nice little flip there. Let's go back in line. <laughs> yeah, like I want to like dance with Goofy at you know Disney and be like, I sold a vintage Goofy T-shirt, you know, like and just I don't know. I just want to make it fun, like different than just sitting in my chair and doing the same thing. But that's what people want to see, honestly. You know, like, you know, Ryan, it's it's a balance, though, because you have to at least with reselling, like if you want to get into YouTube in general and just have like your own channel, do whatever you want. One, it'll be very hard to grow that channel. Like if you're doing crazy different stuff in every video, like one video, you're at Disney World doing something and then you're on a fishing boat with your friends. Like, (laughs) yeah, you'll you'll have people watch your videos because they like you, but the growth will be a lot, a lot slower. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but with reselling, like, yeah, you can make things kind of fun and interesting, but you also have to resell, you know, and that's, yeah, that's the problem that I'm facing. Cause I'm like, uh, like listing, I hate listing. It's like my least favorite thing to do, but I have to list. Cause if I don't list, I'm not going to sell anything. If I don't sell anything, I'm not a reseller. And if I'm not a reseller, <laughs> what do I make videos about? You know? So yeah. it's, it, it's just a fine balance. Like you're super excited about the YouTube aspect of it. Um, but I think, you know, getting into full time, like if you actually want to quit your job and do this, like, um, you've got to take some, at least, at least a portion of your energy and focus on listing and, and like the re the boring side of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then try to make your videos as fancy as, as possible. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I was about to say with Ryan roots, the video that he made, um, one of his last videos, I, I messaged him and I was like, <clears throat> dude, this was like the best video I've ever watched because that's what I want to see myself doing. Um, like he, he, he made his video and did like a over talk of basically the, his whole entire day. And I mm -hmm. loved that video. Like shout out to you, Ryan, because those are the videos that I want to make. And he like provided value to me for what I want to do in the future with like, just, he, he went thrifting and he talked about every item, but like he put himself in the video, like he was just sitting in his like office, at, you know, at the, at the rally roots ranch. Um, and he was just like, Hey, I found these Yeezys," And, uh, but you can see him talking over his thrift videos and hit a clip back of him saying, yeah, we found these blah, blah, blah. Like I, those, that's the videos I want to make. Like I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. I, 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 watched that watch video. I watched that one and it was really cool to see him like show a clip of him at the Goodwill picking up a pair of shoes. And then it like shoots over to his, him in his office and he's holding the shoes and he's like, yeah, this, this was, you know, whatever he was saying about it. And, uh, like those are the videos I want to make. I've always wanted to do that. And he like provided that for me. So I, I love that. I really, really do. So yeah, that was definitely a good video. His, their, their content. I feel like Ryan and, and Allie, but Ryan does, I think, most of the editing and the, and the content creation side of their channel. But I feel like that they've really done well with their channel as of lately because there are a lot of resellers that once you hit, you know, big numbers, let's just say 100,000 subscribers, it's hard to, when you look at some of the bigger channels, and it's not to nitpick or anything because I'm far from being a great content creator as far as subscribers are concerned but some of these content creators i'm like okay you have a hundred thousand subscribers and you're averaging 1600 views per video you know or even less so what is you know what's missing here like what's the missing piece in the middle from your amount of subscribers to your amount of views because you should be retaining this audience if you have this many subscribers at least to a certain extent like Josh has 80K subs and he's averaging 35K views or even more. You know, that's a really good retention rate or subscriber to viewer rate ratio, I guess you could say, for a big channel. So anyway, Ryan, they, they've been doing a really good job with that. And I think it's because they are putting out all types of reselling related content now that the pandemic is not over, but it's opened up more where you can go thrifting, you can go to garage sales, you can, you know what do your wholesale business, like all sorts of stuff. So, and I think it's really cool that Ryan just shares every aspect of what they do. It's not just, you know, one sided, you know, with, you know, they've moved on a little bit from the vintage t-shirt stuff. Um, but he's still doing it, which I think is cool because he enjoys it, but 
you know, they've moved on from just making vintage t-shirt videos to just a little bit of everything. And I think people like that about bigger content creators, you know, especially with them, they've got, you know, employees, they've got a warehouse, they've got, you know, um, a wholesale business, they've got a class, you know, mentorship program that they do. And people like seeing every side of them. And now that they're sharing it, you know, their videos are doing really well. And Ryan's just very creative and, and naturally gifted for, for editing too. So I enjoy watching those. Mm-hmm. Josh, <laughs> how's it going? You haven't talked in a while. I was waiting to see if somebody else is going to talk. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta. I don't know. I mean, there's only so much you can do with with reselling content. I was talking to Breezy Resells, and he was, um, you know, advising that I look at hiring out editing. And I was like, ah, it's like my favorite part of the job. That's like the, the one thing I really enjoy doing. That's the last thing I'm gonna hire out. Um, and and, it, and it's. I, I was saying that I like editing because I like the process of like making, making something really good, like making like just really good videos in the editing process. And he was like, if you want to make good videos, go make good videos. Reselling videos are never going to be like super interesting. Like resellers are going to watch them. That's it. If you want to make something that like actually takes skill and like will be like a, a higher chance of like virality, something that would be enjoyed by a larger audience outside of just reselling, then go do that. But reselling is not like the 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 place to try to make like super cinematic stuff um i love mike i mean he's it's the uh, reason resells is a great guy but i i kind of disagree with him a little bit because i feel like i don't know like i feel like that's what that that's one of the things that that gave me a boost in the beginning but was because when i started like rally roots were was doing editing and everybody else was basically just clipping clips together like nobody was doing anything fancy at all i'm like why are these people like there were channels out there like peter mckinnon i was watching and i was like if peter mckinnon can make these like really cinematic videos like what if i do that what if i come in here with like background music and like an intro and an outro like nobody was doing intros or outros even back then it was just like straight picking up the gopro and going which worked i mean people had really successful channels then um, but then when I, when I started, you know, putting a little bit of like thought and effort into my videos, um, I, I, it helped me grow. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I'm a pretty humble person, so I don't want to like brag about anything, but I feel like I've grown on eBay on YouTube faster than anybody I can think. I don't know of anybody that I mean, if you guys know anybody, if you guys listen to this, and you know, of anybody that's grown faster than me, please tell me, like, I, I'm not trying to claim a title or anything, but, um, but I don't know. I feel like my tactics growing my YouTube channel have worked. I feel like it's it's been a, it's a, you know a success. Um, so I'm trying to like, um, what's the word? Capitalize on that. No, I'm just trying to I'm trying to like go back over my career and like see why I why I'm here. Like why literally just slightly a year after getting laid off from a full time job, why am I where I am now? What have I done to? be different. I mean, there's literally thousands of resellers on YouTube, not to mention not not like thousands of resellers reselling like just on YouTube, like YouTube resellers with YouTube channels. There's thousands of them. Mm -hmm. What makes me special? Why do people like watching my videos? Um, you know, when I started, I was watching. Yeah, good looking. That's the answer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like when I started, I, I personally, I went back and watched like the top 10 channels. Like, okay, these are the top 10 channels I can find in in the reselling niche, what makes them good? And not just based on subscribers, because we all know there's yeah. resellers out there with 
hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but like you said, they get 1200 views per video, you know, and it, and also the subscribers have to do with the age of the channel. Somebody might have a hundred thousand subs, but if their channel is eight years old, you know, they could have got their subscribers six years ago and then nothing, you know? So you have to look at the age of the channel and the, the actual engagement of the channel. How many views are they getting on average, um, based on their subscribers? Um, so I don't know. That's what I do. I, I just looked at everybody, looked at their thumbnails. I would go to a new channel. I would sort their videos most popular to least popular, see the dates when they were uploaded. You know, somebody's most popular video was posted three months prior. That means their channel is very active there. I mean, they're getting a ton of views right now. Um, probably more views than they've ever gotten. Um, so I don't know. There's just a lot of research that goes on behind the scenes. And I, I saw what was working for other people and I just kind of reverse engineered the situation and then figured out what I could do to emulate them a little bit, like do like what they were doing, but not a direct copy of it, but also, you know, factor in like my editing and some basic background music and stuff just to spice it up a little bit. Cause I definitely do not claim to be a, some excellent reseller. People ask me questions all the time about like intricate eBay things. I'm like, I don't know, man, like 50% of my sales go to viewers. I'm just, I'm a pretty basic mediocre reseller, but people watch my videos and I, I just, I try to take a step back from time to time and figure out why so I can maintain that so I can adapt and maybe reach a new audience. And I don't know with any business, like whether it's successful or not, it's important to have a, a period of self-reflection to see, okay, over the last six months, what has worked for us? What hasn't, what can we shoot for? What are our goals in the future? What changes do we need to implement today to get these future results that we're wanting? Um, cause creating goals, creating a six or 12 or 18 month or five year goal without implementing a daily strategy to get there in six, 18, five years, whatever. Um, that's just, there's no point. There's no point in making goals without implementing daily changes. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think that it's extremely important as a business owner or someone who is, if you're a reseller, obviously you're most likely the type of person listening to this to, to review your business and always you're always looking for new ways to make money. Like a lot of people, for example, with reselling, start off at the bins or start off at Goodwills and pick up clothing because it's cheap and you can list it relatively easily, you know, and then you slowly start expanding your knowledge and learning about other categories, shoes, video games, electronics, whatever. And then you start to find the stuff that you really like to sell. And that's what you mostly stick with. Like you look at the average reseller on YouTube and you can find people, for example, Phoenix Resale. He likes selling video games. That's his niche. I'm sure he sells other things from here to there, but for the most part, it's video game related stuff. And, you know, but you should always be willing to look at your business as a reseller and say, you know, how can I grow? How can I be better? What can I do better? What can I streamline? What processes um, can I get better at? And how can I learn how to do this? And, you know, then you find resellers who are doing those specific things and then you watch their content and you learn from it. But um, as far as like evaluation is concerned, I feel like that's one of the most important topics that people don't talk about in reselling, um, which is funny because we were live on Joey's channel the other night listing after you left, Josh. You should go back and watch it if you didn't watch it. But like, every, like everybody thought I was getting so angry in the chat and I wasn't. I was just getting passionate about reselling because so many people just care about the sales and the bolos and the the thrifting and the rare finds and stuff. But there's so many aspects of business with reselling that people don't um, 
take into consideration and those can really affect your business in a positive or a negative way. Like, are you paying for boxes and bubble wrap or are you dumpster diving and getting them for free? Because there are plenty, not literally diving in dumpsters, but you can go Mm -hmm. behind stores like five below and they throw out boxes every Monday and Tuesday when they get their shipments in. And it's very, very easy to, you know, get really good quality boxes or Walmart or the local grocery store. Whenever you're grocery shopping, just look for a stock clerk that's filling a shelf and there's more than likely free boxes. You know, that can save you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year just by making that one change. Um, You know, so now it depends on if it's worth your time or not. But if you're already at the grocery store grocery shopping and you see someone emptying cereal boxes, those are great shipping boxes for larger items. And they can be expensive when you buy them uh, one at a time. So I think it's really important to just, you know, like Josh said, evaluate your business, look at, you know, how you're operating from a a day-to-day basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, you know, and a yearly basis. And even sometimes taxes will, you know, tell you how you're doing. So, make sure that you guys are always looking at those, you know, from beginning to end, not just with YouTube, obviously, but, you know, that's how Josh relates to it is with YouTube. But I think as resellers as well, you know, you got to look at the ins and outs of your business and, you know, what you can do better at, what you can streamline, what you can advance in, what to take a step back from, you know, Rinzi, the, the shoe reselling couple, Ryan and Lindsay, one of the things that I will never forget as a reseller that they say is, Stop being romantic to what's not working. And um, they, there's another part of that line. I can't remember it word for word, but it's like, stop being romantic to what's not working and move forward with what is working. You know, like if you are a shoe reseller and you don't have luck selling Converse, but you think they're cool shoes, but you are paying $10 for them and you can only get 20, stop picking up Converse. You know what I mean? You're losing money, you know, if Converse are not selling for you you know, or maybe there's a reason why they're not selling for you. You're not picking up good models of them or something, but you guys should get my point there is, you know, don't keep buying stuff that makes you miserable or that doesn't work for your business model. Um, so anyway, yeah. Well, we've been going on for just about an hour here. So are there any final words that you guys would like to say before we uh, end this episode? I just hit 3,100 subscribers, baby. (laughs) No, nice. I, I'm just super excited uh, for the future. I always keep saying this, but you know, it just keeps getting better and better for me and for you guys. And I just can't wait to see us keep growing and just enjoying life, um, enjoying what you know, what we bring to the table. And even for you guys that are listening, uh, just just keep pushing, keep listing, keep selling, keep shipping, keep sleeping. <laughs> guys, I have a perfect way to end this podcast. What's that? Yesterday at Disney. I had a pair of Brooks running shoes, Brooks Levitate 2 running shoes for sale. I have them posted on eBay, Poshmark, and Mercari. I got an offer. They were they were at $84 on Mercari. I got an offer of $68 with free shipping. And I was talking to Joey and Danny and Destiny about it, and they were all telling me to accept the offer. And I didn't want to accept the offer because I felt like it, I could have gotten more, but the seller or the buyer, if you go look at their account on Mercari, all they were selling was like, Burberry purses and Louis Vuitton bags for like hundreds of dollars. So mm-hmm. I sent them a message and was like, Hey, can you meet me at the middle on $75? And they said, 
sorry, at this point, this is the most I'd be willing to spend for these, but I appreciate you trying to work with me. You know, and Joey and Danny were both like, Drew, just accept and make the sale. And <laughs> something on the inside was just like, this this just isn't right. I, I really can't take this sale. Maybe I was being emotional about it. And most people would say, take the sale, make the money and move on. Well, literally, I just got an offer for these shoes on Poshmark for $79. So I Let's just accepted go. I just accepted for $79. The buyer pays shipping on Poshmark. So I don't even have to worry about that. And um, and I'm going to make more money than if I would have accepted the offer on Mercari for $68 with fees and free shipping. So let's go, baby. Let's I go. Now I just sold them for more money than I would have sold them for on Mercari. So I hope that motivates you. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Thank you